I want to, first I want to greet God, um, and he is rich in this place. He, the presence of God is here, and um, even while the service was going, I'm going, God, what do you want? What do, what, do you, what do you want to say? Making sure I tap into him to make sure I decrease, that he increase. So if you're here or if you're watching online, I'm going to start with Psalm 66 and verse 12, and it simply says this. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to a rich place of fulfillment. I'm going to say that again. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water, but you have brought us out to a rich place of fulfillment. Tonight when we started, my sister was talking about how many thoughts run through our minds. One of the biggest problems we have today is in our thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. In Psalm 66, he says, you have caused men. There was a time, there was a season when men oppressed us in our thoughts, in our thinking. But it was for a time and it was only for a season. Because he says, we went through the fire and we went through the water. We went through the battles. We went through the barrenness. We went through the disappointment. We went through the pain. We went through the rejection. We went through the hurt. We went through the turmoil. We went through the seasons when we didn't think it was possible. (laughs) But it didn't stop there. Because although you went through it, you didn't stay there. See, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the very presence of my enemy. You anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And I thought about this verse, and it reminds me of a passage of Scripture in Genesis 26. And if you know Genesis 26, it's the story of a young man who is the son of Abraham, and Abraham's son was Isaac. And the Bible says in that time, there was famine in the land. It's kind of like the crisis that we're in now. But the good thing about Isaac is because of who his father was, God spoke to him and told him, don't go down into Egypt. 
So the first thing when I think of this generation is that they have a relationship with God that they can hear what he says. See, Isaac heard what God said in Genesis 26. God said to him, don't go down to Egypt. I want you to sow in the very land that you're in. And Isaac did it. He listened and he obeyed. And so in this generation that's to come, is they're going to hear God, but they're not only going to hear God, but they're going to obey his command. In the same passage of scripture, as I've just said, he sowed in that land. He sowed where he was. He had enough confidence in God to sow, even when it was barren, even when there was famine, he was able to sow. My prayer for this generation is that they will hear God, that even though it sounds ridiculous, even though it sounds absurd, even though it sounds impossible, because they know his voice, they will do what he tells them to do. In this passage of scripture, Genesis 26, it goes on to say, that God blesses Isaac for his obedience. He got so blessed that the people of the land began to notice him and were jealous of him. And so they wanted him to move on out. And so he moved. And the Bible says he dug a well that his father had already dug. This generation that is coming, this generation who knows their God, are going to redig the wells that were, there, well, that were dug previously. And the Bible says that he dug the well and they began to argue with him. They argued with Isaac. Again, arguments. They argued with him. What are the arguments that are going on in your life? Who's arguing with you? Who is the one who's telling you that you can't do it? Who is the one who's telling you that this is not of God? Who is the voices that are arguing with you now? You have to overcome those arguments. Then he went to the next well. And the Bible says, instead of arguing with him this time, they were ready to fight with him. So it goes from argument to fighting. Why are they fighting with you if you're a nobody? Why are they fighting with you if you are of no substance, if you are of nothing? Because there is something about you that you don't quite know yourself unveiling, unveiling, unveiling. The Bible says that he came to the third well. And when he came to the third well, it says that God has made room for us. God is making room for this generation. See, this is a generation that knows their God. Not believes their God. They know their God. They know his voice. They know his voice. 
So I was, and I was sitting there and I was standing there and I was like, God, what's this unveiling? What's this unveiling? And he said to me, it's the unveiling. I'm not going to tell you. See, turn to Matthew chapter 1. When I came in, I asking God, asking God, and then I saw little signs. I saw some father and son. Is there a father and son in the house? I know there is, but I'm going to see. Yeah. Come. Because this was like my Abraham and Isaac. Like, when I saw them come in, and I was like, ah. You have dug some wells. You've dug some wells. And those wells that you dug were good wells. But you see, the enemy... Yeah, come. Where's Josephine? She's out here. Because this is not just boys. This is just... This is generational. See, and God said, you have dug some wells. But the enemy wanted the wells to stop with you. So what he did was he filled the wells up because he didn't want you and he didn't want you to know what your lineage was or how far back your lineage goes. It goes deeper than him. See, because when you read Matthew chapter 1, it goes through the whole lineage. And I haven't got time tonight to read it all. But it goes all the way from Adam, all the way down to Jesus. Jesus is the firstborn of many. See, when we look at our lineage, we think, oh, it only goes one, two, three, But actually, the unveiling is that your lineage takes you all the way, past your papa, all the way to God himself. Your lineage, you sitting at home, goes all the way back to God. Your lineage... The same power that was in Jesus, (laughs) the very same power that was in Jesus is now in you. And so when he says, those who know, 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 not believe, those who know their God, their Father, Conceive the things of God. Conceive the things of God. Conceive the things of God. The Word of God is on an assignment. 
and it impregnates us with the thoughts, intents of God. And it does not return to him void, but it accomplishes the very thing that he said. That's why Jesus said, I only do those things that I hear my father say. May you conceive the things of God. May you conceive the things of God. May you, Kotobosha, conceive the things of God. May you bring that word to pass. You're not going to bring forth wind. <laughs> But you're going to bring forth to pass the very thing that God has said. And so when we look at this generation, stand with me and let's declare that this generation shall be a generation that know God. Say it with me. This generation. No, say it like you mean it. This generation shall be a generation that knows God, they will conceive the things of God. They will bring to pass the word of God. They will not be moved by what they see in the natural. They will tap into their DNA, which comes from God, so they touch heaven and bring it down to earth. I declare that the Spirit of the Lord God will be upon this generation. That God will anoint their head with oil and that their cups will run over. That they will open the blind eyes. Prison doors will be open. Healing. Healing. Restoration. Restoration, restoration, restoration. If you're struggling because your identity, because of your identity, I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward. You're struggling with your identity. Your identity is found in Christ. He is your cornerstone. Don't let the arguments stop you. Even right now, he's fighting you because he doesn't want you to be free. But Jesus said, I come that you would have life and that you would have it to the full, not partial. He wants you to have it to the full. And I declare over this generation that you will not live partial, one foot in, one foot out, but you will be 100%, 100% in. And the Spirit of the Lord will be seen upon you. Not just here in church, but wherever you go. 
your feet will be shod with the preparation of the gospel. People will be drawn to you because of the lineage that you come from. You are not a mistake. You are his child. You are his child. You are his child. You are his child. I quiet the arguments. I quiet the arguments that tell you differ. For God is not a man that he should lie. God doesn't lie. And so from tonight, as it's been unveiled to you, walk as a son, as a daughter. Hold your head up high. Anytime you have doubts, go to Matthew 1 and read the lineage. Say, that's where I come from. That's who my daddy is. And that's why we say our father. Our father. Who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. God bless you.